0: Hello, and welcome to the Nashville Sounding Board, a new podcast dedicated to discussing social and political issues affecting the Nashville community. I'm your host, Benjamin Eagles. Today, for our second episode, I'm joined by Clay Bailey. Clay is the president of Friends of Fort Negley, serves on the Metro Historical Commission, and is the chair of Montgomery Bell Academy's History Department. Today, we'll be discussing Fort Negley, the now-abandoned plans to develop the site, and what the future holds for Fort Negley Park. First, we'll do a few rapid-fire questions before diving into a discussion of the fort and the plans for the future. So, Clay, what is the first news site you check in the morning? Well, lately it's
1: been the Tennessean to see whether there's anything in there about Fort Negley. Exactly. Uh, generally, though, uh, New York Times, CNN, gotcha. the usual stuff. And uh, book you're working through now? Well, actually, I'm uh, finishing up a work of fiction by Richard Russo, Everybody's Fool. Okay.
0: What's your second favorite park in Nashville?
1: Well, that's hard to say, but I think I'll have to say Warner Parks. And since you're a history teacher, uh, who's your favorite historical figure? Teddy Roosevelt is a favorite. Um, also, um, pretty partial to Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it's, that's a hard one. So of all the
0: stories and legends and factoids out there about Fort Negley, do you have a, a
1: favorite one personally? Well, the uh, legend that's come back into the spotlight recently that uh, is probably completely erroneous, but it, is, it has gotten legs again from the reference in it to the, in the art, recent archaeological findings is the uh, idea that there's a tunnel between Fort Negley and the city cemetery. This was referred to in the archaeological report recently, so people started talking about that again, and I, um, it's far from a factoid. It's <laughs> much on the a thing of legend.
0: Uh, so now we'll jump into our discussion of Fort Negley. First off, can you tell us a little bit about the history of Fort Negley? I think a lot of people have read the recent news stories, but historically we haven't fully appreciated the fort.
1: Sure. Fort Negley's history is very rich. The site's History is very rich in relation to local and national African-American history. Even before the construction of Fort Negley, it had become a gathering site for Nashvillians. uh, As early as the 1820s when the city cemetery went in, it was known as St. Cloud Hill. Uh, And so it had a history and an identity before it became Fort Negley. The uh, Union forces, occupied the city of Nashville starting in late February of 1862. Construction of the fort started in August of 1862 and was essentially completed by December of 1862. Uh, Those who constructed the fort were primarily contraband slaves, some who came there um, of their own volition, seeking an escape from slavery. Others were gathered up and uh, forced into labor uh, as, as legend goes, often from churches on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. We have the names of 2,771, mostly men and mostly men who had been enslaved, who um, were involved in the construction of that fort. Many uh, died there, both in the process of constructing the fort and those who were there, basically in what we would call refugee camps today. They're referred to as contraband camps exactly how many died is unclear, and where those bodies were interred is also very vague. Um, The fort was decommissioned in 1867, and between 1867 and the 1910s, around the fort, the development of black neighborhoods. Beginning at least as early as the early 20th century, there was discussion of making it a public park, Um, The city purchased the park land, and they purchased that in 1928, approximately, I think it's about 58 acres. The Great Depression hit soon after that. Then the fort enters this new phase of its history, basically the WPA phase, where um, the Works Progress Administration, which is part of the New Deal, transformed the land that the city had purchased into a public park, which included a reconstruction of the fort itself,
0: I've had people ask me, what role did Fort Negley play, if any, in the Battle of Nashville?
1: That's a really good question because you're liable to get a range of answers on that, yeah. depending on um, what one sees as the role of a fort in the military. Because I've heard people uh, dismiss Fort
0: Negley as you know, saying, well, it wasn't a battle fort, it's not that important.
1: Right. Uh, and so, to that, I would say um, the fort played a pivotal role. In the Battle of Nashville because it did not see a lot of action. Mm -hmm. Uh, The very presence of the fort and of the uh, artillery there played a pivotal role in Confederate decisions and Confederate ability in terms of how close to the city they could come in December of 1864. Strategically, they chose to be essentially beyond the range of artillery fire, which Mm -hmm. had a profound impact on the course in the outcome of the Battle of Nashville. Artillery were fired from Fort Negley. The effect of that artillery was negligible in terms of loss of life, but significant in terms of, again, of shaping the course of the battle. Mm -hmm. Basically a deterrent. Basically a deterrent, which is most would say that is the role of a fort. So what is the history behind
0: the Friends of Fort Negley? How long has it been around? And then how did you get involved?
1: Friends of Fort Negley really was established in 2013 by a group of us who were very concerned about, uh, not only about the condition of the park and the fort, but also about the future of the uh, parcel on which the, the sound stadium, Greer Stadium, had been built back in the 1970s. Because by 2013, it was it was very clear. That the sounds were going to vacate that it was just a matter of when, mm-hmm. and so we we were trying to jump in and really make sure that the plans that had been laid out, starting in the late nineteen nineties, but then again reaffirmed in a in the revision to the master plan for the site in two thousand seven, that that Greer parcel remained public parkland.
0: So, for listeners who don't know, can you describe the city's plans to develop the former Gruer Stadium site, and what was the extent of your involvement in that
1: process? In the year 2016, talk really uh, started to focus in on the idea that there was going to be a request for proposals put out, and that there was going to be a solicitation for public input. The uh, Friends Fort Negley, we tried to really put forth a uh, general vision for the park that focused on, again, on the, the recommendations of the master plan for the site that emphasized that it become green space again. We're talking here about the parcel that, that contains Greer Stadium and a whole lot of pavement around it. And we also emphasized the importance of um, preserving and rediscovering really what was still present on that site, and, including a lot of uh, WPA stonework that was there, as well as um, presumably archaeological uh, remains under the stadium itself. Uh, There were a couple of meetings back in September of 2016. We uh, came up with some ideas, including honoring the uh, contraband slaves who had died there and who had worked there for their freedom, and then also ideas such as a a site-themed playground. And, but we were really, really uh, emphasizing that we were open to suggestions for um, what could really help the people in the neighborhood, and most especially those who might be direct descendants. So, yeah, our involvement was we tried to be very involved in shaping the process of, of what might happen at that site. The RFQ came out in early 2017, and many of us were shocked that uh, it uh, really called for a great deal of, of privatization of the land. The uh, bidding process began when that RFQ came out. Um, we contacted um, various entities at Metro, including the mayor's office, um, expressing our concern about the uh, what the RFQ uh, was focused on and what it would allow for, uh, most notably that it would allow for some bricks and mortar construction, which presumably would involve a lot of excavation. So we got very involved at that stage as well, just saying that we we have major concerns and we hope people will listen. Uh, And during that time, other groups started to express concerns as well. But um, our voices were kind of voices in the wilderness. I had been asked to be on the um, procurement committee to review the plans that would come through on the RFQ or in response to the RFQ. Among the five proposals that came in was one by a group called Cloud Hill, um, which is the one that was chosen as of the five that uh, seemed like the best response to the RFQ. Mm -hmm. There's been some controversy as to that, particularly particularly in terms of the financials and perhaps the affordability of the housing but the whole process was pretty fluid and vague I wouldn't say that there was anything insidious with that process but um, there were those of us who were on the committee who were um, community members uh, there was a, a minister from the neighborhood a representative of the uh, neighborhood group called SNAP uh, and then I was uh, representing Friends of Fort Negley so there there were the three of us um, and then there were four others who were basically people from inside of Metro. As the community members, we were we were trying to listen well and express our concerns, and we did. But a lot of the language and a lot of the process was rather foreign to us. And so um, I did express concern in those meetings that about historic preservation and about the uh, obstacles that really should be there, considering the fact that uh, Fort Negley is essentially it has a historic overlay but uh, and and i also said that i felt like it all should remain parkland, but that wasn't our that wasn't the task before us hmm. and so um things got con- a bit contentious at times when i bring things like that up but uh, hmm. i don't necessarily fault anybody on that committee um but really the the whole process was was rather concerning to me uh considering the the vision that that we had uh, long hoped for for what should happen to that, what became 21 acres that was under threat of private development. Included in that 21 acres were two or three acres that were never leased to the Sounds, uh, and that was an added concern.
0: So after the Sounds left Greer Stadium and moved across town, it seems like a lot of people saw the dilapidated Greer Stadium, former minor league baseball park and thought that the Cloud Hill development would have been a major improvement to the neighborhood. So why did you and why did the Friends of Fort Negley oppose the Cloud Hill
1: development proposal? Well, the most fundamental reason we stood in opposition to it was really our opposition to the very idea of parkland becoming private development. Mm -hmm. Uh, The term private public Uh, was used in some of those public meetings back in September of 2016. And I had understood public-private to mean, in this case, something more akin to finding corporate sponsors who might help in the funding for the uh, improvement of public space Um, naively. uh, So part of what motivated us was standing up in defense of parkland rather than standing in opposition to the Cloud Hill proposal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We are not, uh, obviously, not opposed to improving neighborhoods or to affordable housing, which was offered as one component of their plan, uh, again, in, in keeping with the RFQ. But we were sta- are, are standing as a group uh, in favor of protection and improvement of public park land, and the preservation of the preservation and improvement both of natural space and of of his of historical sites, and as we told several people that this plan would look fine on twenty one acres of private land if they could find a, a place to put it, but it doesn't belong in a park
0: so after Metro government issued the RFQ for different development proposals and you and uh, the rest of Friends of Fort Negley decided to fight to preserve the
1: parkland. How did that effort come to life? It came to life, I think, because Friends of Fort Negley, and we had the support of groups like the Sons of Union Veterans, Battle of Nashville Preservation Society, Nashville City Cemetery Association, which is the neighboring park and historic site, and then a number of individuals, uh, Ann Roberts, who is the former executive director, uh, now retired of the Metro Historical Commission, Metro councilman John Cooper, Bobby Lovett, uh, Dr. Bobby Lovett, and I think it was the kind of the chorus of voices that we each gave each other strength. Some people in the media started paying attention, uh, most notably perhaps Betsy Phillips. Uh, at the Nashville scene. It was really, a, truly an extraordinary um, joining together. A lot of people, myself included, learned a lot about the importance of uh, speaking out and of advocating for, for what you believe in.
0: So recently, the archeological study came back and there were a lot of findings in there. And shortly after the archeological study, Cloud Hill Development Group pulled their proposal and the mayor's office has said that they will no longer be moving forward with that development plan. Can you talk a little bit about the results of that archaeological study and what you thought were the most
1: interesting and meaningful findings? Yes. First of all, I, I would really like to credit the uh, t the archaeological firm that was commissioned by Metro to, to make that study. I I learned a lot reading through that. I'm not an archaeologist, but much of the report was historical context and background. Um, But really, I think the most uh, exciting and and significant part of of their findings was that there is so much that is still intact underground, uh, including the area under the field uh, that the sounds played on within Greer Stadium. And so... That leaves great promise that what would be considered hallowed ground uh, by many, or at least very historically and archaeologically rich ground, that there is a significant portion of it that's been left undisturbed. Presumably, there are graves uh, still present there. We are talking about, I think it is safe to say we're talking about thousands of bodies that were at one time or another on the site, There were reinterments out to the National Cemetery for the Union War dead. But again, there is a high likelihood that some of those bodies were not relocated. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the big question is about the graves of uh, former slaves. One of the really tragic things in looking at all this and looking at the archaeological report that came out is that uh, there's a vast area behind um, the Greer Stadium where I guess around 1980 the parking was extended out there and the apparently the excavation that happened for that was, was just scraping dirt down to stone. There's a high likelihood that at that time bodies were just pushed down the hillside toward the railroad tracks. Uh, wow! Uh, and so it's a, its unfortunate uh, that as late as circa 1980, our awareness of, or really more accurately, a lack of appreciation for um, historic sites, particularly African American historic sites, um, or even the the fact that it was a Union fort was was so low that that was allowed to happen.
0: Is your understanding from Metro Government's announcement? that the Greer Stadium site will revert back to the Parks Department to be parkland?
1: I would like to say that that was made crystal clear by the announcement, but um, there's a lot of ambiguity there still. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, some of this may just stem from the mayor's office in particular having a lot else on, on their plates, but it is really important that the greer stadium come down because it, as you mentioned before and i didn't really follow up on this part of it the stadium itself is in a in, in a real state of dilapidation i think it's it's dangerous and it's a um, it's really a disservice to the neighborhood for mm-hmm. it to remain there in that condition and it is a it really detracts from the uh, the rest from, of the, the park. from the rest of the park Some months ago, uh, Metro committed to doing that demolition and removal of the stadium, and I I really hope that 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 happens sooner rather than later.
0: Is there a current fundraising campaign for future preservation efforts, and how could people support?
1: Okay, well, we do, do, of course, accept donations, and we um, are in the process of really trying to not only keep that coalition of people going, but to build on that coalition by forming a committee that will, among other things, uh, take fundraising to a greater level than we could do as, a, as one little Parks Friends group. And I think now is the opportune time to do that. We'll close with this question. What does the future hold for Fort Neckley Park, and what can we do to revitalize the park? Well... Our vision of Fort Negley Park, and I I speak on behalf of the friends of Fort Negley, Mm -hmm. is one that would emphasize that it all, that the 21 acres that were imperiled become uh, predominantly green space and that that green space helped draw more focus onto the fort itself as well as the um, historical significance of the area between the hill and the railroad tracks which is the area in question because thousands of people lived and died there and that part of the history needs to be honored Uh, it is not simply a military history site it is a fascinating site for cultural history and particularly for african-american history and i think it's also important that the neighborhood which is a rapidly uh, growing neighborhood receive more green space i'm guardedly optimistic that the future of Fort Negley is very bright. I think that the irony of this, you know, the controversy surrounding Fort Negley is that um, we all are more aware of its significance. We're very, very hopeful, and and I'll close by saying we want to make sure, as the Friends group, that we are not only advocating for the park, but advocating for the public good. Uh, So we are open to public input. It is a park that belongs to all Nashvillians.
0: So I want to highlight one really cool story. When we were walking in uh, this afternoon, we walked past a student of yours who you pointed out is a descendant of someone who built the fort.
1: Yes. Um, Nick German is a junior here at NBA. And uh, Nick's niece, uh, Eleanor Fleming, they discovered only by the tweeting of the names Of those 2,771 who constructed the fort, um, all are direct descendants of a father and a son um, with the last name Bright were among those who constructed the fort. And Eleanor Fleming was absolutely um, enlivened uh, by having found that out and uh, she has become an important advocate for the site uh, Mm -hmm. because she, as much uh, as anyone uh feels that really quite literally feels a a uh, familial connection to this site and uh feels that it is it is hallowed ground for her and i think all of us as nashvillians and as americans can see in the passion that she feels we should all feel a, a sense of uh a sense of connection uh, because um the story of emancipation was not always a pretty story, uh, but ultimately it was a a story of the arc of history bending toward justice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I I think that story and Eleanor's discovery of that story and the, the concern about the future of Fort Negley really bring that arc of history up to the present. And so that's why... We're so excited that the, uh, that the private development's not going to happen and why we're so enthused about all of the site becoming part of what could become a fabulous park for the city whereby we could recognize, appreciate and honor a part of our, our city's and our nation's past that is vitally important to our national story.
0: It's really an amazing story amazing coincidence and i think it speaks to how all of us in nashville are continuing to learn about the fort learn about the park i think very few people appreciated the history of it before this whole controversy
1: yeah it has uh it has uh drawn attention to a site that needed attention that had long been a site uh, of neglect but yeah now is the time to honor it with a park that really could be spectacular And I think certainly in terms of its historical significance, it could be the premier park of the city of Nashville. You know, it certainly wouldn't be the largest park, um, but that area needs all the green space it can get. But, yeah, we we really want it to be a first-class park. Well, Clay, thanks again. This was a lot
0: of fun. I'm glad you agreed to sit down with me, and thanks to everyone for listening to us. It was my pleasure. I look forward to more conversations in the future.